Those who understand it are going to get rich. Those who are not are going to forever stay poor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the YouTube Business Academy podcast with your hosts, Ron and George. If you've got a regular nine to five job or you run a small local business and you've been thinking, man, I should be online, then you're in the right spot. We like to think of YouTube as digital real estate. Imagine it's like having a prime piece of land, but online. Today, we'll talk about how to grow on YouTube, how to get some help to make things simpler and how to turn it into a solid online business. For everyone out there wanting to get a foot into the online world, let's get it going. Ron, how are you today, man? Yes, I'm doing great, actually. Um, great introduction. We changed it up a little bit for like the, the frequent listeners. Um, yeah, overall good. YouTube is going well. Revenue is going up compared to a previous month, around 20 to 25%. So I'm still on track like with a 700 to 900 increase every single month. So that's mm -hmm. going nice um yeah and i hired some new freelancers one is very good one is not so good but that's like part of the game right so overall i'm, I'm really happy happy how it's going how, uh, how about you yeah man everything is good on this end here as well i'm grinding working you know making those videos my freelancers are making videos as well so overall things are looking pretty solid and healthy and yeah i'm very excited for the future because you know that compound interest with the digital real estate yeah. is, re <laughs> is real and by the way let's address the elephant in the room okay so you and i we talk about now digital real estate okay yeah so could you elaborate, please, a little bit for me and, and for the listeners and for the viewers, what exactly do we mean when we say digital real estate? Yeah, sure. Like everybody knows like what real estate is in like the offline world. It basically yeah. means you purchase a home, get a, a mortgage on it or not, like depends on your uh, how much cash you have. You get people uh, in there to rent it from you and you have like no other costs basically because you purchase the house or you have the mortgage costs of course people uh, rent from you you get the rent as, as an income and you basically don't need to do anything else because the people want to live in your home so they pay you that's like the, the offline way of doing real estate but the online world is is basically a world on its own well and it's also a way to earn money from and how you can see like in terms of youtube like digital real estate every video is basically a home but instead of people living in a home they watch your video and the the views on the video also generate you money so like that's a little bit the the difference but also like the similarities and since a home once you've built it it will stay there probably forever like that's my assumption it's the same with youtube videos once you've published a youtube video and actually a good youtube video like with good quality people will keep watching it for years to come. So the video will also generate you money for years, years to come and you can ge generate passive income basically once you've posted that video. So that's a little bit what it means. Yeah, 100%. And what I would add to that as well is, you know, because the online world has its own um, nuances. So, you know, if you make a video that no one wants to watch, right, then that real estate doesn't really work. But imagine it's kind of like a Broadway or like a, like a high street, right? And then you place a shop there, okay? On that high street or on that Broadway yeah. instead of opening it up in some small town when there's no people or anything like that. So what you're getting is you're getting consistent traffic of people, right? 
every day people walk on that high street or on that Broadway, right? And they, some of them are gonna walk into your store, right? And buy from your store, right? So you're gonna generate income. And so the same thing applies online. If you know, and this is what, by the way, we talk about here in the podcast, if you know how to create this digital real estate, AKA YouTube videos and place them in the right place, right? you are going to start getting that consistent traffic of people visiting your video. And every time they visit your video, you are going to make money. And this is basically the trick, right? And yeah. it's, you know, unlike in the offline world, placing your video on the high street where people are always walking, right? Kind of the analogy here is where people are walking, that's people searching for something, right? So, yeah. Let's say someone is searching for, uh, I don't know, whatever it is, right? The examples are like how to delete your Instagram account or something like that. And if you make that and it goes up in the search ranks, it indexes, right? That's the, that's the technical term for it. Then over sudden your shop on a high street has opened up and every time people search for that, they're going to click on your video and you're going to make money. So that's why we refer to it as digital real estate, because once you have your video indexed for a specific search term, that's it. You're pretty much yeah. golden. It becomes like a golden goose that keeps slaying you golden eggs every single minute yeah. of the day. Well, that's the thing. And if you have like a, a shop, for example, if, if, we, if we do the shop comparison and if your shop doesn't look appealing, or doesn't look nice, it doesn't attract people. So that's also like the presentation of your video. If it doesn't look good, people won't won't watch it. And also the same can do can count with like rental homes. Like if you have a, a house, your like a real estate portfolio, mm -hmm. you have a house in there that's like leaking, has no windows, it's basically yeah. an ugly house, no functional house. People won't want to live in there. It's yeah. the same when your video quality sucks. Nobody wants to see the video. And so it both won't give you income because nobody wants to see the video or wants to live in your house. So that's like the comparison. And I think since like, at least in my country, real estate prices are going crazy and you need a huge deposit or like at least uh, for business, uh, like commercial mortgages, you need 20% deposit here in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. Like you at least need like 50K at least to buy like a decent yeah. object in a good location. So the barrier to entry is pretty high for actual real estate, considering also like the interest rates going up like crazy, uh, like the, the 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 earnings you can get from it like are decrease decreasing. Mm -hmm. While like with YouTube, you can start for as little as three dollars per video, so the barrier is really low, and it's it's much less headache because you don't need to go to a bank, you don't need to buy a house. Like it's basically you record a video, and with a click on a button, your your video is online. So yeah. no barriers almost. So yeah. I think it's really a revolutionary, re re revolutionary way of looking at like real estate. And especially if you can do it at scale, because as you mentioned, it will compound over time. So yeah. in the beginning, it maybe feels slow. Like it's the same with like compound interest, it feels slow. And over time, like six months in, 12 months in, it's like compounding like crazy. Like that, that's why I'm also increasing every month between 700 to $1,000 each month because it compounds over time. So that's, yeah. that's also the power of it. Yeah, and like, you know, if you take, you know, there's this famous analogy that, not analogy, but this famous example that if, if you Google um, Warren Buffett's net worth, you can see that for the first like 50 years of his life, I mean, obviously he was a multi, 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 you know, millionaire, but 
for the first 40, 50 years of his life, it was increasing very slow. And then the last 10 to 20 years, it just went, it started going like whoop, like that, yeah. exponentially up. Like a hockey because, stick, yeah. Because this is the compound interest, compound effect. And, you know, who was it? I think it was Einstein that he said that, you know, compound effects or compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. Those who understand it are going to get rich. Those who are not are going to forever stay poor. And that's why I urge everyone to, there's a book about it. I think it's called like the compound interest or the compound effect, the compound effects. I encourage everyone to listening to read that book and to really understand what is compound effect. Because if you don't understand it, I promise you, you're going to be poor forever. So I, yes. yeah, I agree. And they most mostly use that analogy indeed with like the stock market, for yeah. example, like the, the first 10 years actually like goes slow, like it feels slow and then it goes like crazy. But with YouTube, it's like, we don't even need to wait 10 years because yeah. those videos like compound like way, way quicker. So yeah. there's also even a comparison to make like with YouTube videos with the stock market, because one, one video could be a stock that's giving you a dividend each, each single day. That's also a way to look at it. But yeah, it's, I think it's very interesting. Uh, yeah, like if, if you're not like, if you at least want to diversify your income in a stable and almost passive way with like guaranteed results, then like the, the way we are using YouTube, like with search traffic, that's really the way to go if, if I'm honest. Hey, quick interruption. Do you dream of escaping the nine to five job and living a life of freedom? Well, if you are a regular listener, then you know that Ron and I, we're all about YouTube search and it's given us the financial freedom to live life on our own terms. Now, if you're ready to take your YouTube game to the next level, we've got something special for you, a free training that can help you get there. So if you're serious about making money with YouTube search, then check out the free training by clicking the link down in the show notes or in the description of this video. Now let's get back to the podcast. And I want to mention one thing, you know, because, you know, I, I've spoken to some of the people that listen to our podcast and, you know, that watch this podcast and, you know, everybody who I've spoken to, they said, yeah, like maybe I have a business offline um, or maybe I'm working like a corporate nine to five job and, you know, I really want to be online because I understand the power of the digital era and I really want to stress this that's being online right now is like a make or break it basically you know if you look at the top 10 richest people in the world if you just like open up the forbes list and you take a look at who are the richest people i think eight or nine out of those 10 people have to do something with online it's either SaaS or it's some kind of other online thing, right? Or real Musk. estate, by the way. <laughs> I think yeah. there are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's only Warren Buffett who's not, but even Warren Buffett owns, he's the largest shareholder in Apple. Yeah. Berkshire Hathaway owns, I think, and close to 10% of Apple. That's crazy. You know, if you own 10% of Apple, that's a pretty <laughs> bold yeah. bet. Yeah. And Apple, by the way, you might think, oh, they make their money from selling iPhones or technology. Nah, Apple makes their money with affiliate marketing, by the way. They make their money every time you purchase something through the app store. Like if you even just purchase it in the app or if you buy an app or 30 something cents, like that. 30 cents, right? Like one third? Yeah, 30 cents every time or 30% or something like that goes to Apple. 
And imagine how many millions of purchases happen every single day. So the real driver of revenue for Apple is affiliate marketing in a way. They're connecting users to the app developers and they've created this ecosystem as well. Yeah. So same with point, Amazon. Yeah. yeah, same with Amazon, right? They're, they're, they have the user AWS, base, right? And yeah. people can place their products in the Amazon warehouses and they're doing that. So yeah. also, but like Amazon is also like in the hosting, like the biggest part of Amazon is like AWS. It's like AWS. The, of the internet, like even more of the internet is like hosted on Amazon, their cloud services yeah. and that kind of stuff. Exactly. So don't miss out and go online. You already know the power of being online and you understand that all these people are, you know, are online and it's never too late, you know? Like they say, the best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago, but the second yeah. best time to do is now. But I, I do have a question for you because like right yeah. now, like when you check Instagram, you're like, you don't even need to scroll that much. You have some guru preaching this online business model or that one. Like how can you identify like a real online money-making opportunity? Like how would you identify it yourself? That's a good question. How would I identify? So, I mean, I would start by doing some research, right? And I would really start by understanding the fundamentals of economy, business, and the different online business models available, right? Once you understand the, like, the fundamental components, so what I mean by that is, for example, you know, how does the user go through the purchasing behavior? Where is the money on the internet, right? When I was doing e-commerce, um, I was asking myself this because I had a dropship, I had dropshipping stores, right? And I was asking myself always this question, why would anyone buy from my store when they can get the exact same thing on Amazon, cheaper, faster, better, more trustworthy, you know? And it took me such a long time to understand that and I was trying to kind of convince myself of all these different kind of value ads that I was trying to come up with. But it only clicked for me when I started going into the customization niche that I was like, yeah, like if I customize, that's actually me adding value to someone's life. And understanding how to add value to a person's life is not easy, by the way, especially online. So identifying a, a good business model online um, yeah, I would, I would really just start, start first by fundamentals. What is it available? Like, okay, there's e-commerce, there's content creation, there is, um, I don't know, affiliate marketing, whatever, right? But it also ties back to your personality type. Okay? Yeah, I would just want to very, say. <laughs> very important, by the way, because for example, me, myself, I recently did a personality test uh, on, on Ty Lopez's website. It said that I'm a born marketer, right? And and I feel that way. It took me seven years to understand that, that I'm a, like a born marketer. Like if I believe truly in an idea and we sit down and we just meet, like there's a very high chance that I will be able to convince you that that idea is something that you need to do as well. And it doesn't have to be just with like making money or online. It can be like, you know, whatever I truly believe. Like I truly believe everyone should be doing yoga because it's good for your health and you can prolong yeah. your life. So then guess what? If I meet someone and they're like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a gym bro, whatever, I can be like, man, trust me, you need to do yoga. And then I'll go into yeah. the whole explanation. So, But also really because to... you know how it is. Like then it's yeah. easier to market. Like you know the benefits, you know what it, what it gives you as a, your body and that kind of stuff. Exactly. So you need to understand your personality type first and then you need to align that because some people are driven more by like dopamine, for example, right? They seek novelty, so they're better at expressing themselves. Like, And also 
so you can add value by different things, right? You can synthesize information, you can talk, you can write, you can, um, you can do many different things, right? So you need to understand what is it that you're really good at, right? I consider myself to be good at talking, so then I do that. And yeah, I don't consider- I can notice, by the way. <laughs> and the listener as well. But, and I'm, but I'm not that good with writing, so I don't write. But you are with drawing. With drawing, right, then, maybe, yeah, because yeah, I'm more of a visual person, so I need yeah. to like visualize everything first, and then I can talk it out. But writing text for me is like hard. Like I write the way I talk, like very short sentences, kind of like, you know, like that. But it's good. Like you need to write what fits you. What do you think? What do you think? Yeah, I want to add something to it because there are many business models for sure. Like, of course, you need to need to outweigh every business model for yourself. Like what are the benefits? What are the downsides? But first, what I would like, what you need to do, in my opinion, is like, what kind of life do you want to live? Mm. So, because that's basically what the position I am in right now, like before you hold the whole YouTube game, I have my e-commerce store and I, I always wish to be like an entrepreneur. And before I like the e-commerce, my e-commerce company went pretty well. And before I knew it, I was like stuck in my warehouse because I needed a warehouse. I needed to make mm. shipments every day and <laughs> answer customer questions. And it was a success. But after a couple years, I was like, okay, this is not the life I want to live because I don't want to be in my warehouse the whole day and answering customer questions. And of course you can outsource things or delegate things, but you still have to at least answer to the customers and send the inventory. So you're still yeah. somehow responsible. Yeah. So I think before making a decision on what kind of business model you're going to go in, decide for yourself, okay, what do I want to do on a daily basis? Like, do I want to be in an office? Do I want to have my... Like, do I want to have a warehouse or do I want to have everything online and be completely location independent? Like mm -hmm. then, for example, Amazon FBA, well, Amazon FBA can be done without a warehouse, but you at least need some storage maybe at your ho home place to get the returns, to, to yeah. check your orders from your supplier and that kind of stuff. So yeah. then Amazon FBA, Amazon FBA, I won't do it. And like, I, I think you just need to make a list for yourself. Like, okay, how, what does my dream day or dream life look like in terms of work and time like what kind of time do you want to spend on working what kind of time do you want to maybe spend on traveling like if you want to travel a lot better pick a business that can like like that that can also allows you basically to travel yeah. so i would like first check in with yourself instead of having the shiny object syndrome of like oh this is amazing i go all in and then after six months you're in, you're like, oh, mm, this maybe not really suits my personality or the way I want to live life, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I would add to the whole Amazon FBA conversation is that people don't realize how capital intensive yeah, it is. Yeah, also. It is like, get ready to spend a lot of money if you're going to be doing Amazon FBA. Yeah. Because the competition there is high. Yeah, the margins so are so little. The margins are low. So you're basically just trying to grab like, you know, you're fighting for that you know, dollar or something. And not only that, if you're trying to fit into a niche on a specific, because you're basically also trying to rank for a specific keyword, right? So people can then search yeah. for it, find it and buy your thing. Well, guess what? There are many more listings out there who have their products already ranked on that top results and they don't want to go anywhere, yeah. you know? And so yeah. in order for you to climb to the top, you need to spend a lot of money on advertising in order to push your listing all the way up to the top. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. Like I've been selling now on Amazon for four years, like with my e-commerce brand. 
tiny margins. You need, you need to advertise because everybody's advertising. People from China can immediately uh, list their products on Amazon as well. Like Amazon doesn't really care. So you're competing with like really cheap, cheap yeah. uh, all the competitors, which is basically difficult because customers always look at price. Like you can only ask like so, so much more. Yeah. So, and that, like sending stock to Amazon and then they, they've lost like 300 pieces and you need to contact them and you get like Indian support and the, the communication is horrible. Like, yeah. yeah, don't start with Amazon FBA. Like 10 years ago, you had like the first mover uh, benefit. But now it's really difficult to get in, especially if you don't know anything about branding, because yeah. to, to, to diversify, you really need a strong brand. So people mm. are like have, have more confident in your product. But if you don't even know what branding is or like, then just don't start with Amazon FBA. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very capital intensive. A lot of it's 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 a lot harder <laughs> than people make it look online, I yeah. promise. So let me ask you this question. Let's talk a little bit about kind of the personal side of you as an entrepreneur, because, you know, oftentimes they say that the bottlenecks in your business are the bottlenecks of you or the limitations that you have as an entrepreneur. Sure. So with that idea in mind, how does someone set realistic goals and stay motivated while making money online? Yeah, I think that's a very good question. Uh, basically, because because of social media, everyone's expectations are too high. Like those people that are selling courses and programs, like the, the course and programs are probably valuable. Like they are. Otherwise they can't like sustain. So they are probably valuable, but they hook you in with certain results that are maybe not like achievable within like two months that they're claiming. Like they're always, those typical gurus always claim like, oh, within one month you can do 10K a month. Like for like 99.9% .9 of the people, it's impossible. So, but you're getting hooked by that like image. So having like real proper expectations, I think is very important when starting out um, in a money-making online niche basically, because you, you won't get demotivated so quickly. So maybe talk to other people starting in your niche, like, hey, what are your results the first couple of months? How did you operate? So mm -hmm. at least, to have proper expectations, make sure to surround yourself with the right people that have already walked your path in a realistic way. Yeah. So then you can like adjust your expectations. And that way you can also stay motivated more easily. Because if you know like 10 other people, it took them one year to reach 10K a month and you're yeah. in your second month, you're like, okay, I made 500 euros this month. I'm, I'm still on track. I still made more than previous, like when I started but I still can hit a 10K a month, like that kind of stuff, because you, you, yeah. you've talked to other people. I think that's very, really important to, to keep going. Like, yeah, not believe everything what's, what's on social media, basically. Yeah, and I would emphasize the importance of surrounding yourself with the right people. And when I say with the right people, I mean people who are already doing what you want to do, but are further ahead than you are. Because us humans, we learn by something which is called osmosis. Okay. Osmosis to make it simple for you is imagine a newborn cow, right? I think they're called calves, right? Maybe. Yeah. So imagine I like have a tiny calves. <laughs> <laughs> imagine a newborn cow, right? Yeah. Mom doesn't sit the little cow at a, at a, at a, 
at a table, right? And then open up a book and start to teach the cow how to be a cow. It doesn't do that. Instead, what it does, the cow is just always with the mother and her knowledge and expertise about how to be a cow kind of rubs off shoulder to shoulder with the newborn, right? And that is the same analogy. Like we are no different. Okay. Yeah. We can talk. We have the consciousness, right? We have the prefrontal cortex, but 99% of our history as human, as, as, as humans was spent in the hunter gatherer stage, right? So our, the way we learn, the way we operate is still very primitive. So if yeah. you want to learn some kind of a skill, which is, for example, making money online, going into creating content on YouTube, you need to somehow find a way to be with people who are already have gone the, the, already have walked the, the this thing because yeah. us as well, like we know now a lot and like we, we have a lot of experience and we're like, you know, making good money with YouTube, but you know, we didn't get here just by ourselves. We no, had, and we're still learning also. and we're still learning. Of yeah. course. Like if we come across someone who is much better than us, we're gonna, we're always ears. Um, but you need, like Ty says, mentors because they will be able to save you so much time, energy, money, and efforts and all of that, because they can just say, Hey, uh, you shouldn't do that because you're going to waste a lot of time, money, and energy. Yeah. Why I know that? Cause I've done it for like a year. It's not worth it. Instead you should go that way. Yeah. Like and we can that, talk about, about maybe the, the coaching call we did last week in the close community. Yeah. Like we had a coaching call, like with one of our students in there and he was basically just starting out. He didn't know much about YouTube yet. So first things first, get a channel basically and make sure yeah. it's, it, it's, it's monetized. So you're you able to earn money. That's like the first step, like without a channel, you can't post videos, you can't make money. Yeah. But he was like in the first, in his first coaching call already talking about affiliate marketing, yeah. uh, keyword research and like other things that are like way at the end spec or not even at the end spectrum, but at least like a couple steps further yeah. for, for him. So he was basically having so much thinking already in his head of things that are not relevant yet. We basically need to tell them like, Hey, focus on the first things first, get those small wins, like get the yeah. channel first, then second win, do the branding of your channel. Third win, get a freelancer that can make like one video first, because what you said then as well was, I think was really true. If you can make one video, you can also make a thousand. Yes. So that's like a process. So also maybe link to the motivation side, like start small step yeah. by step and yeah. don't overthink too much because yeah. I don't know for, for us, it was like very obvious when he was like talking about, do I need to do this? And how does this yeah. works? And he was like asking questions, like in such a far stage, we were like, yeah. whoa, 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 <laughs> way too fast. But I think yeah. if you don't have people saying that to you, you can get overwhelmed pr pretty easily. I think. I agree. Being overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed for a very long time with so many things online. And now if I look at my to-do list on a daily, it's so simple. It's like, sometimes I even think like, am I doing enough? But at the same time, my income is higher than ever. And I'm doing less things than ever because now I just have more focus. I've eliminated all the things that don't matter at all. And I've created systems and I've surrounded myself with people who help me focus only on my strengths. Like Peter Drucker says in his book, managing oneself, it's right. There's a tiny book, you know, he says, you can only operate from your strengths. So you need to identify what are your strengths and you need to work on those. And 
being overwhelmed is so common. Like, I mean, if you guys are listening to this and you're just like thinking, okay, I'm going to start this, this new venture. Of course, I understand that it's overwhelming, right? Oh, do I start with the channel? Do I start with this? Do I, well, all these things. But if you have like a person who kind of lays down the blueprint and tells you, Hey, it's okay. Don't look at step number two, three, four, five, ten. 10. Look at step one. And that's all you have to look at. So for the day, when you wake up and you're spending, when you're dedicating your time towards your new venture, all you have to worry about is just completing step one. And it yeah, just but you need so to know what better. step one is. That's the thing. Exactly, also. exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And it's not, by the way, it's not rocket science to know what step one is. It just depends on like what kind of business model you're doing. Um, but yeah, of course, like knowing what a step one, but that's when guidance comes into place. That's when you... St- ask people who are further ahead of you and be like, Hey, yeah. <laughs> what is step one? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, like, I also have a, another question to you. Like if you were, would be like in a nine to five job again, right. And you want to start like an extra side hustle or you want additional income to eventually leave your job. Like, how would you like approach that? Like, how would you, your schedule look like? Because like from nine to five, you're at the office. Yeah. You have some income from your job, but like, let's say you have like $500 left each month and you work from nine to five from Monday to Friday. Like how would you make sure you get an additional income like the upcoming months or years? Right. So I can talk from the perspective of if I'd be starting a a YouTube channel, uh, specifically going after the search model, the one with what we kind of (laughs) preach on, on, on this podcast. And you know, this is what what we do. So what I would do is first you need to get leverage. So if you're working a nine to five job, I assume that you're tired, very tired every single day after work and you don't have energy to do anything. That's the first thing. Second thing, I would review your habits. That's very important because the little habits that you have, I think it was uh, the book, um, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. He was talking about how you know, it's the little things. And I think it's also atomic habits where he was like, as soon as you come home from work, right? What is the first thing that you do? Do you go, you know, have a snack, sit on the couch and just enjoy, or do you have your running shoes ready and fr- like by the door? Yeah. So you change right away, put on the running shoes and that's the trigger for you to go out and run, for example. So what I would say is I would say first you need leverage. So you need to have people who are going to help you create content because if you are tired, you have very little time, you won't be able to. And having $500 per month is a very good start for you to start, you know, in investing that money into getting content, creating it. And if you're, if we're talking like, you know, three to $5 per video, you you can be getting like hundred to hundred twenty videos published on your YouTube channel per month. That's about four videos per day. That's already incredible. Like we have people we know who, you know, I mean, yeah, we know people who post like 30 videos per week, which is about 120 per, per, per month. And they're making like five, $6,000 per month. So if if I'd be, if I'd be going about that first, I'd, I'd focus on the leverage. So the few hours, let's say, for example, that you want to kickstart this thing, right? So I would take the first couple of weekends 
First, I'd invest. I'd, I'd invest into mentorship. Okay, that's the first thing I would do, right? And I'm not biased. But how that's for five hundred dollars? Difficult. No, I would need to tap into my savings, of course. Oh uh, yeah, okay. You first, have savings. Let's assume you have savings. Okay. okay. First, because without mentorship, you're going to be doing this ten times longer. I can guarantee. That, that's the that's the thing. It takes way longer. Um, yeah. But I must say, like. Maybe there's some information on YouTube, but yeah, it, it, it will take longer. That, that's, that's, yeah, that's yeah it will take much longer. You're going to be making all the silly mistakes that <laughs> other people have done for you and that you can avoid and it will save you so much. It's like an initial investment, but you'll be able to save so much more in the long run. So then I would take like, if you can work on the weekends, okay, then you need to prioritize that. So then you prioritize, you know, setting up your new, new venture. And the thing that you're going to be doing in the beginning are not forever. So first, I'd so invest cancel my birthday weekends. parties, for example. Okay, maybe maybe you don't yeah, want to cancel. Like how birthday. strict would you how strict would you do it? No, if I don't. I don't like that whole rah rah guru talk of you know don't go out with your no, friends. No, I I agree, I agree, but I do think like if you have a will, if you want to achieve something, it also takes sacrifices. That's what everything. Sure. Like, when I often talk to friends or, or other people, they are like, oh, I want to have uh, my own business and own have my income through online so I can travel. And then you look at their weekly habits, nothing yeah. resembles with what they want. Sure. But it also is a balance. Everything in life is a balance. So if Eventually, someone tells on the yes, long term, it's nothing is black or white. You can't, you, I promise you, you can't work 16 hours every day, no. all day without taking rest. You can't do that. Like, and there are certain things that you shouldn't sacrifice. But if you do it, if you work like a little bit harder for the first month, to kickstart this, I think sure. it's pretty, that's reasonable because you don't know anything. You need to spend the hours to that, get to know your business model that you're picking. Sure. So just go it for it. And yeah, if it requires you not going to a couple of parties on the weekend, right. And staying sober, if that's what it takes. Yeah. I say absolutely, because that's on the sacrifice list. Yeah, that's but you don't low. know before you don't know if that will, that sacrifice will give you the results. You don't know. Oh, come that's on. Thing. That's so obvious. What, what do you no. choose to, no, what I do, you mean, choose like, to do on the weekend? Yeah. You know, I, what I mean is like in the beginning, everything is very unsure. So right. it's very like difficult to say, say no to a party, for example, because the thing you're doing, you're not so certain of. Ah, okay. That's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. I agree. I was also kind of mentioning, yes, I agree with that, but I was also mentioning in terms of like, you know, you don't want to sacrifice your child's birthday party. No, no, it's like, you know, it depends. Is it like a regular hangout that you do every week? That's what I mean. Yeah, like then yeah. you can skip it. And, like, and even hanging out with your friends, like I still encourage people to have balance. Like maybe, yeah, yeah, you, agree. maybe, maybe this weekend you don't go out and you stay in and you work. Right. But maybe next weekend you want to take a small little break. But of course I agree with you that if you're starting from complete zero, yeah, maybe you do need to sacrifice a little bit more. I mean, yeah. looking back, I'm sure you too, like I sacrificed a lot. Me too. Yeah. A lot, you know? like crazy. And like, yeah. those are like many hours people don't even know. And then yeah. they see on Instagram, like, oh, he made it. That's easy. Yeah. And they don't see those hours that you've been putting in, like when they were like doing other things. I think in the beginning, because you don't know which direction you're going, you're very insecure about, is yeah. it the right method? Is it the right way I'm doing it? Yeah. Like then things can take more time. But like, even then again, like if you have a mentor saying like in your specific niche saying like, Hey, you've taken the first step. That's correct. Second step mm -hmm. also correct. It's exactly what I did. 
then the insecurity will already be gone. So yeah, then the mentorship comes into place again. And no one sees you waking up at six o'clock in the morning every morning. No one sees you going to the ice bath and sitting there and freezing. Depends your... if you have a girlfriend or. A, or a girlfriend. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. No it's one the sees those things. No one sees oh, you reading so, in yeah. the evening. Yeah. No one sees you doing this. No one's like. It's all the little things that no one sees you doing that actually matter. It's the, the things that you see on social media or, you know, the kind of the fruit, the end results. Yeah. Okay. It seems like, wow, he made it, you know, now he has these things, but it's like, no, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's the it's things that given. you don't see. Yeah. It's not a given. You need to earn everything in life needs to be earned and it's fair. Yeah. I think it's fair as well, but I think because of the whole social media generation, it's easy to forget for some people that like things actually take work a lot of times mm. and still like comparing it, the kind of work we do compared to the kind of work 100 years ago, it's still not hard work if you compare it with yeah. that. So we're still in a luxury position, but it's like different. And especially if you can use like leverage. Yeah. yeah. The, the difference I would say about the work 100 years ago and the work now is that 100 years ago, work was physical, right? And it was yeah. very locality bound right so if you're born somewhere in you know a little town in the uk right and there you know everybody in your town works at a factory right then you know what you're gonna do you yeah, yeah. you're you, you bet you're gonna go work in a factory you know so that's the thing and it was very physical labor very monotonous as well with the industrial revolution you know now and and that kind of that gave its own stresses. Nowadays, sure, you have the internet, sure, you have the computer, but that brings in its own set of very difficult mental challenges. There is a yep. saying that I think someone right before the, the internet blew up, he said that like, um, before what uh, information requires uh, attention, right? So when information was low, attention was high. Now there is an abundance of oh, information, yeah. but attention has gone like, you know, through the floor. I think that's the saying maybe, but yeah, basically that, that, that's the, um, that, that's the thing. Like there's so much information, but our ability to dissect and find and research and, you know, listen to the right things. It's, it's really hard. That's a skill in itself. Yeah. I, I agree. It's, it's becoming more and more difficult. By the way, the, the comparison you made with the factory, like if everybody work around you in your town works at a factory, so you're also going to work at a factory. It's the same now. Like if all your friends or family are working a nine to five job, you probably will never think about doing something else. So yeah. again, I think you're having the right people around you is also like crucial. So maybe if you're like, that's what I did in the beginning. Like I really want, I really knew I wanted to make money online because I just, I, I didn't know how yet, but I just wanted to make sure. And I like, I didn't like see so many people that were like in a nine to five yeah. job mentality because yeah. it didn't like, it was not according my values, the, the, according my goals. So yeah. that was also like maybe a sacrifice some people need to take, like surround you with the right people and maybe, yeah, like make some crucial changes. If you want like your crucial change yourself, like nothing comes by itself basically. Yeah. And, and if the only place that you can find those people is on the internet, that's fine. You can fine do that too. Yeah. too. Like you can form these parasocial relationships and listen to the people who are doing this. But still, even with that, I would still encourage you to try and 
either meet those people offline or find those people offline as well. Like, yeah. like when I meet people, I'm like, what do you do? You know? And if it somehow aligns with the thing I do, which is very rare, then I try to like, you know, keep in contact with them and stuff because, you know, it really changed my life when like recently for the past year, when I started connecting with more people from the YouTube space, like, you know, we've connected and then Hessel and then Yuri and, you know, we started connecting and we formed this like group of people and then we all met up and it's just great right now. This yeah. is my life. You know, because yeah. I spend more time with you guys. I hang out more. We talk more. And this in itself boosts it, right? Because if you meet someone and you're trying to do this whole entrepreneurship online thing, and then the other person is not in that world, right? It's going to be very hard for you to bounce ideas back and forth, right? Because I can talk to you about, hey, RPMs, video creation, freelancers, blah, 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 you know, oh, entrepreneurship. And it's great, right? And because you're into that as yourself as well. So then we kind of go drive. We, yeah. we, we have this energy, right? It creates us a lot of energy. If with, with some of my other friends, I can't do that because they're not interested Same. in that at all. They're they're interested in something yeah. else, you know? So yeah, it's 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 very important. Which to is have fine, energy. by the way. But yeah, having those people around you is important. Yes, 100%. Yeah. And if you can find them offline, find them online and then bring them to the offline world as well. <laughs> sounds like a plan yes all right well i think this was a pretty interesting conversation ron i think so as well a little different a little bit of a different style than the normal yes um but i think it's also exciting to uh, to talk about at least for me yeah yeah for me too awesome all right well thank you so much for your time and energy and thank you guys so much for listening watching subscribing and we'll see you in the next week's episode ciao bye, -bye.